everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. I am in the podcast studio with Faithful Watermark member and staff member, Junior Ruiz. Hey, guys. Junior, thanks for being here. I I feel like I've known you for a while now. We're friends. Yeah. We skateboarded once (laughs) around the Watermark parking lot. But for those who don't know you, as we typically do on the podcast, would you just share, hey, how you came to know the Lord? Fast forward. What's going on in your life today? Yeah. So I grew up in a Christian household. My dad's a pastor. And so they're building an orphanage in a community kitchen in Mexico. And so it was a Where in Mexico? Uh, Juarez. Okay. I used to go on trips. My church I grew up in would go on trips to Reynosa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is, is that, that close? Is, is that? Yeah, yeah, relatively. Relatively. All right, cool. <laughs> yeah. So we did that and um, grew up in the in a house that knew the gospel, mm-hmm. uh, but didn't start actually applying the gospel until I started hearing more about the porch. And okay. there was a porch. And this live was location. in Texas, in Mexico. In El Paso. In El pa- oh, yes. uh, porch live. Okay, keep yes. going. There's a porch live location in El Paso. And that's when I started hearing more about the gospel. I intellectually knew I would say I'm saved uh, when I was in first grade. That's when Mm -hmm. I accepted Christ, but didn't start walking with Christ and understanding his love for me until I was about 19. Okay. So senior year of high school or right after, year after? Uh, Two years after high school. Two years after. Oh, you were young, a young graduate. Yes, I was. uh, Youngest in the class. So... After that, um, actually started walking with Christ a lot more, hearing of the love that he had for me, and mm-hmm. it intrigued me to come to the Watermark Institute because I heard about it through the Porch Live El Paso, and came to Dallas, um, was part of the institute, and then got hired on staff shortly after. Nice. And you work on the facilities team. Yes, I'm on the facilities team. You might be our first facilities team representative Let's go. on the podcast. <laughs> I don't think we've had any of the other guys. Welcome. Hey, here Junior to represent. representing. I love it. Yes. I mean, you guys keep this place running. So thank you for what you do. We're in Judges 13. And and my question for you, Junior, is, oh, we also forgot to mention that you married an yes. institute gal. Yes. That's an important part of the where you're at today. Yes. Shout yes. out Randy, who's probably listening in at this point. Like, what the <laughs> heck? He forgot like, me. What is going on? <laughs> yeah. You want to say anything yeah, about so that? Yeah, so I got or? married two months ago. Um, I did the institute the year before she did, and so she was in the class after. Uh, so it was while I was working, but uh, we met each other, got married. I think it was seven months after. Nice. So, Shout out, Randy. Yeah. He loves you. <laughs> Double R, Randy Rees. <laughs> cool. That's cool. Okay, now we can go to Judges 13. I feel like it's time. What did you notice as you studied this chapter? What stood out? Yeah, I think the first part is like, even at the intro, as it says, they continue to reject God. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when we choose our own desires, uh, Scripture tells us that we're also left to our own desires. Um, and so we see them being given into the hands of the Philistines. But then overall, he's, again, writing his redemption story even through it all. So there's still— So you're, you're telling me, even though everything's going bad, God's writing his redemption story here in Judges? Yes. Okay. Explain. I would say um, as he's talking and all this depravity is happening, and it tells us already for 40 years that they've been taken over by the Philistines, um, an angel of the Lord comes. And it doesn't show any point of repentance yet. Like the people have been overtaken and yet still are in their own ways. Like they still believe that what they're doing is right. And they're like, well, why did this happen to us? How can we make it better versus crying out to God? And so even in that, the Lord 
um, brings an angel to the Lord and says, hey, you're going to have a child, which is going to be the next judge. Um, and so I'm going to work through this, even though you guys haven't even repented yet. Mm. And this this kid's got some special stipulations. Yes. So, so there's also in that uh, consecration that's done even bore, before he's born. And so as, um, I can't remember, Manoah, as Manoah's wife is pregnant, mm-hmm. um, the Lord asks uh, for her to do specific things so he can be holy before the Lord. And she does follow through. Her and her husband do follow those regulations um, just so he could be set apart unlike um, other people who have just chosen their own way. Yeah, which would um, specifically this set-apartness or this uh, being separated, consecrated, comes from the Nazarite vow, which we studied back in number six. So we'll link that episode in the description. So if you're like, what? It, this set-apart thing, really, if you're listening and this idea of the child being set-apart really interests you, you can go check out that episode and learn more about that. So in that, there's clear outlines. It's in Judges 13, 14. She may not anything that comes from the vine, neither drink wine or strong drink or eat anything unclean. And so she did do that, and they were excited to have a kid because this was the first uh, baby that they were going to have. And so um, she couldn't have kids. She was barren. And now the angel of the Lord came and said, hey. Great news. Yeah, you're going to have a kid. And so I think it's also... Um, a foreshadowing of what we see later in the future of an angel coming to the Lord also to Mary and saying, you will bear a, chil- a child, mm-hmm. but this will be God's child. And so um, this is like remnants of what the next judge is going to be of saying, I'm trying to set you apart as a people. There was a lot of Canaanites even in the land all, all over judges. They didn't drive out all the inhabitants. And so they're trying to live a set-apart life. And so this was like actions that people would take, not necessarily for godliness, but what God has called them to. Hmm. And so I think that's another clear distinction. It's not to earn God's favor, but it's because God's favor is with you that he's calling you to more and not necessarily asking you to just do actions, but to live in response towards what he's doing. Yeah, Junior, that's an interesting point to derive from this text looking at uh, what what is the motivation behind being set apart? How does that translate today? Like, how how do you think about the motivation behind your good works or righteous living or godly living, um, being from not a place of, I have to do this to earn God's approval. Rather, instead, they should come from a place of, um, because I have God's approval, I respond in this righteous or godly way. How does that play out for you? Yeah, I would say, first, it's an understanding, but then, the biggest thing is just the response because I think you can have a rightful response and a wrongful response and it can look exactly the same. So the same actions that you can take can be a rightful response when you when you know you're not trying to earn God's love. Mm-hmm. And so I would say the specific action of repentance means turning away from your sin. But if you're doing it by your own strength and saying, I will never do this because I can never do this because it goes against God's will— then you never will be able to do that by your own strength. But you say, by the mercies of God, um, offer your body as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing. It's not by your, your own merit, but because you've offered it to God that you're now able to live a righteous life because of what he's done for you. Yeah, that's good. Romans 12. Um, Junior, we've got a lot of church people listening. And so it's easy to say, yeah, I know I know I can't make God love me more. Like, I know that intellectually, that's not me, that's not my struggle. And I would beg to differ, that there are probably a lot of people 
who unknowingly operate from a place of unhealthy motivation, what uh, final word of encouragement um, or admonition would you give those listening who um, look at something like the Nazarite vow and think, oh, that was an Old Testament thing. I don't, I don't operate with that kind of transactional mindset, when in reality, they probably do. Yes. Um, I would just go to Judges 13, 23, and it says to his wife, if the Lord had meant to kill us, he would have not accepted our burnt offering and our grain offering at our hands and shown us these things and now announced to us such things as these, which is the child that now is a gift from God. And so I would relay that in that same thing. If God wanted to kill us, he would have killed us. And yet he hasn't done that because there's been a sacrifice in place for us mm. already. And we and deserve so, that killing. We deserve yes, that death. We deserve death. We deserve nothing less. And so at the same time, we can offer our bodies as a burn offering and as a grain offering. It looked different back then, but now our response is not necessarily to do it by our own strength, but we see it played out through the Holy Spirit that God has given us. Um, and we see it in the fruits of the Spirit. You can only mimic the fruits of the Spirit so much. And so... If you're trying to do it by your own strength, it's only going to last so long, and then it's going to run out. You can't fake those fruits. Yes. As they say. <laughs> I don't think anyone's ever said that. <laughs> Junior, thank you for being here. I think we're out of time. Um, I appreciate your study and for coming in. And uh, congrats on being newly married. Thank you. You're welcome. And as always, I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.